Hi, my name is Yemi, and I'm here with my co-host, Philia. Hey, guys. And welcome to Treading Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to taking a deep dive into open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations surrounding everyday life, our relationships, and our faith walk with Christ. So, Philia, what are we getting into today? Well, we are giving all of you a season pass to miracles where we closely examine the miracles of Jesus Christ and we apply our modern day life spin to it. Now, miracles are inexplicable events that cannot be explained through scientific means. But in the faith world, we attribute these to the Lord. Now, today we are covering the miracle of feeding 5,000 men and their families. We can find this in the book of John, chapter 6, verses 1 to 15. Of course, I love the ESV version, but please feel free to use any version of your choice. And it begins. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing the sick. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. But how far would they go among so many? Jesus said, have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place. And they sat down. Jesus then took the loaves gave thanks and distribute to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the signs Jesus performed, they began to say, surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, I, this is actually a very interesting miracle because, you know, it makes me think of the parable. You feed a man fish and you feed him for a day. But if you teach him how to fish, you feed him for life. And in this way, I think by Jesus providing these loaves that no one anticipated that these loaves were going to be enough, right? Because it was so, um, the amount was so small that it was barely enough for one person. Yet still there were 5,000 men and their families. So you could imagine we're talking about men with their wives and children. More than likely they had more than one child, right? So we're talking a minimum of 15 to 20,000 people at this point, right? And here, Jesus took these small amounts and was able to feed all of them to their satisfaction. It's showing them that 
having faith because it's not just giving them the loaves, but teaching them by giving them this and showing that even this little will go a long way. It's teaching them about faith and having faith and believing. And this is why I said that he's teaching them for life. I, I love that you brought up the 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 adage about teaching a man to fish because this is exactly what Jesus is teaching he in this miracle. He's teaching them about faith. He's teaching them about prayer. He's teaching them that he is a way maker. <laughs> and I I love that before there's like a couple of things that Jesus does that that's um that's really good to point out. And the first one is when he asked Philip about um uh where is there a place to buy all these things, right? And he <laughs> said like this was just a test. But he asked Philip, where are we to buy bread so that these people may eat? And he's and Philip is talking about money. He's like, Philip is like, I buy bread where we don't got no money. <laughs> but, it looks like a year's wages. <laughs> the thing about it is that Philip didn't answer Jesus' question. Right, right. He didn't answer where can we buy bread. He talked about money, which meant that that was his focus. And so it's in it's in this that Jesus is teaching. Like, listen, you are focused on the wrong thing. Focus on me instead of saying, you, you know, God, you, you know, everything, Jesus, you know what we are to do. He tells he tells him like, we don't got money. Right. We ain't got it. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> how, how many times when we grow um, we were growing up and we asked like our parental figure for something like even before you can even open up, open your mouth to ask for something. It's like, we ain't got it. No. No, the answer is no. Mm -hmm. And that's what Philip is doing, no. But when God says yes. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, nobody can I, say no. <laughs> like, like you said, multiply that number of 5,000 because they counted right. them as men, men of household. So multiply mm -hmm. that and he had enough. Mm -hmm. Five loaves of barley and two fish. Jesus took that and he gave thanks. That is something that we need to remember to emulate. This is what he's teaching us, that even when we don't have enough, we can give thanks for what we have and God can perform a miracle on it. He can expand that. So this is a good lesson for us. Um, and, and everyone ate to they were satisfied. He let them eat as much as they wanted. And there's a parallel here between... Jesus feeding and Moses and God providing um, during the time of Moses providing manna from heaven, right? Because you ate as much as you wanted that day. That was the, the, the command, like God would send the manna from heaven and in the morning you would gather and eat as much as you can for that day. So God will give you enough to satisfy you. Remember, we need to give thanks and focus on the right thing, not ask the wrong questions. Right, right. <laughs> Jesus has the right answer even for the wrong questions. Right, right. <laughs> you, you know, this is funny, says I love this also because, yes, Jesus is teaching us about prayer, teaching us um, about our belief and our faith, right? But what he's also showing is that God will have your cup runneth over mm. but, because it's like when something is for you, then who can be against you? So this also reminds me of the time when he turned um, uh, uh, water into wine, right? To have enough for this 
huge wedding banquet. It's like, they don't know where this wine was coming from. They only had a couple of barrels, but yet still it was enough to feed all of the people abundantly. So it's showing here that when they see this miracle, but these, just these five loaves, how are these five loaves? And he said, don't waste anything. It also teaches us not to be wasteful. Mm. It teaches us that when he gives us appreciate and use and be humbled by everything because every piece, everything counts. You don't throw it away because you're throwing away your blessings. This is how I see it. So that's why he said, gather every crumb, every nook, every cranny, every Thomas English muffin and put it in... and put it and do not waste it. And that will be enough. And it started almost like the idea of yeast. It just kept going and going and going. It was the gift of giving. And this was just lovely. Like this is God. God just keeps on giving as long as it is his will, as long as you believe, as long as you trust in him, he will not end. It will not end. It will overflow to the point where you're almost overwhelmed by it. And this is where the people believe that this Messiah, this is him. He is the prophet of, of that Isaiah has prophesied. He's the one, he is the Messiah. He is the descendant of David. He is the all of man. He is everything that the world needed. He is God. He is God in human form. And this miracle teaches that 100%. I love it. Amen. I mean, thank you for mentioning the the fact that God said not to waste and he gives you more than what you may ask for. And the whole idea of not wasting, it's not just about food. It's like, don't waste your gift, talents, and abilities. Mm. When God gives you stuff, when your cup runneth over, take what's runneth over and give it to someone. Give someone some of your time, your Mm -hmm. energy. If you learn something, pass on the knowledge. Mm -hmm. Give of yourself because God has given us abundance. And sometimes it's hard for us to see what the abundance is. So you first start with thanks. That's what Jesus did. He took what he had and he gave thanks. Then he gave to everyone and he said, don't waste because whatever you have left over can be used for another day, can be given to someone else. It could be a blessing for someone else. The miracles don't have an end. The miracles can continue to be miracles long after you received it. Because it's what, what, like that kindness thing, like pay it forward, right? You show someone kindness, they show someone, another person kindness shows another person. Like it just grows exponentially. Like you said, it rises like the bread with yeast. It just keeps rising because you can keep using one miracle to continue to make more miracles and more blessings for other people. I love this. This, this miracle is so important that it's found in all four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke. John, they all recounted this miracle because they were probably awestruck when they saw it. They were completely and totally amazed by what they saw. That makes you know that this is a true miracle because all of them recounted that this is all they had. And what happened is there was excess and abundance, not only enough for everybody, but more than they had even begun started with. I mean, this is, Mm. this is the miracle that, that honestly, that keeps giving and Mm -hmm. keeps telling us Mm -hmm. more and more and teaches us so many lessons. I love it. I love it. You know, and like you, you know, like you also reiterated that idea of yeast, you know, it's like, I think bread is, is a direct correlation between the body of Christ, right? Because it's like you eat it, you you are part of it, you become one with it, you are united with it. And here he died 
so that we can continue to live. And I think that this is how he was able to show the bread was him, his life. He's giving us, he's pouring into us. And I could, we could even look at it metaphorically based on that, that it does not end there. And I, I think this is just a wonderful thing. This, this, oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was that was a great um analysis and it's great that you pointed out that Jesus's body is our bread mm. and 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 there is is enough for everyone to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. all have access and if we obey, right? Like sit down, obey, follow the rules, there's enough for all of us to be satisfied. Jesus has an Jesus is of abundance and has abundance to give. And we should all be in that 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 mindset that we are of abundance and have abundance to give. But first, mm-hmm. it takes us acknowledging that God has given us. So yes. we always start with things. All of our prayers should start with things. The beginning in the morning, we should give things. At night, we should give things. Mm-hmm. We should just focus on giving things. This miracle was so profound. Not only did all four authors make this, put this in their um, gospels. Mm -hmm. But Jesus knew the people wanted to make him king. 5,000 multiplied, right? Exponential Mm -hmm. crowd decided that they were going to make this man king based off of this miracle. Like we all know how this happened, but this is truly our Messiah. Mm -hmm. And so they were trying to fulfill the, the prophecy, but they didn't understand it yet. That living bread that would be broken, him, his body broken, They didn't understand that, right? They didn't understand because these things have yet to come. But God is not going to be king on earth. His kingdom is in heaven. And yes, kingdom come, we can say the rules, the principality can be on earth. But that that body that he was in, that was going to be broken, that we we would in remembrance consume in the future. Mm. Mm-hmm. That wasn't meant for for him to be reigning as king. Right. That's why he departed. His kingdom was elsewhere. He's a spiritual king. He can perform spiritual spiritual miracles. He can defy the physical plane. We've talked about this. Like we're seeing, we're getting insight to how the supernatural works without getting an understanding explanation. But he's kings elsewhere. He mm-hmm. is our king. But we don't crown him. We don't anoint him. God does that. And he has to first be crucified before Mm -hmm. he steps into his glory. So I love that you mentioned that this was his body, the bread that satisfied all of them. There's just so many levels to this. And this is why it's a very, very important miracle because it teaches us so many lessons. Amen. Amen. I love this. I love this miracle. I think that It's a culmination of all the miracles because in this one, he doesn't have to touch anything, but he's showing that he is more than enough. And I think that this this shows that. Like, how do 5,000, just think of a concert at a stadium and you see five little baby, you know, Wonder Bread loaves. Like how, (laughs) like how, go ahead, show us this miracle of how you're going to feed us these little bits of crumbs to everyone. Even if you broke it up in a minuscule, like microscopic way, it's still not going to be enough. And yet still everyone ate to their satisfaction, including their families and their wives Mm. and their children like that. That's God. That is amazing. And this miracle is definitely the, the one for the test of time for us. 
Amen. That's <laughs> God. That is God. We love discussing this miracle with you. Yes. Please stay tuned for announcements and closing prayer. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today as we discussed Jesus's miracle of feeding a large crowd of over 5,000, John 6, 1 through 15. We hope you enjoy the discussion. And before we wrap, we have a few announcements and we would like to close the prayer. First, we would like to announce that we will be back next week for another podcast where we continue to discuss the miracles performed by Jesus Christ. We will also be hosting our next Wisdom Wednesday live on YouTube next Wednesday, January 25th at our new time, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. You can find us on our YouTube channel, Treading Faith. Treading Faith is also our Instagram handle. So follow our IG page to keep current on what's happening with us. Lastly, our podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, our website, treadingfaith.captivate.fm, and where other podcasts are found. You can subscribe and share with your friends, family, colleagues, and neighbors alike. Now, let's close together in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer and specifically praying the text of the Bible because according to Isaiah 55, 11, God's word will not come back void. And because we also believe our prayers are strengthened in numbers, we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. Lord, Father God, we honor and glorify you. We give thanks to you for this day. We give thanks to you for our life. We give thanks to you for everything happening around us. Oh, Father God, you are good and gracious. We strive to not take you for granted, but in the world where we're dismayed, where we're, where we're distracted by so much, our focus needs to go back to you. Help us, give us a mind and spirit that focuses on you. John 10, 10 says the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But you, God, come that we may have life and have it more abundantly. Oh, Father God, we thank you for giving us life and giving us abundantly. Oh, Father God, we are moved from sideways up and down because of distractions given to us by the enemy who wants to keep our focus off of you, wants to distract us from obeying you, wants to distract us from seeking Jesus as the answer to our problems. Father God, when we look at what we may have, we may say it's little, but with you, anything we have is abundance. So we give you thanks first and foremost, as you demonstrated when Jesus fed the 5,000 plus, he first gave thanks. Even over the little, he was able to perform the miracle to make it abundant. So Father God, we thank you for giving us life abundantly. And we pray that you help us to keep us from distractions and to keep us protected from the enemy who wants to steal our abundance or our outlook on abundance. Deuteronomy 28, 12 says, the Lord will open to you his good treasury the heavens to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the works of your hands and you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Father God, we pray that we are lenders and not borrowers. We pray that you bless the works of our hand. We, play, we pray that we will have no dry season, that you will always send the rain so that we may harvest, that we may reap 
what we sow. And even what we do not sow, oh, Father God, we know that we can still reap through you, oh, Father God, because you, you, you are the giver of everything that we need. Matthew 6, says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things will be added to you. We thank you, God, for this verse so that we can remember to focus on you, focus on your word, focus on your goodness, and then all things will be added onto us. So we may never lack as long as we seek the kingdom and of God and his righteousness. Luke 6, 38 says, give and it will be given onto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. With the measure you use, we measure back to you. Father God, we know we pray for many things. We have our handouts when we come to you. But Father God, you measure what you give to us by the measure we give to others. So Father, help us to open our hearts and open our hands to give to those. Oh, Father, you took the lunch of a small boy and you gave it to a crowd and it was given back to you abundantly. The leftovers were more than what you have given out. Because, Father, no good deed goes unpunished, oh, Father God. No good deed does not have its reward according to your will. We thank you, Father God, that you prepare a table for us in front of our enemies. So even when those who look at us want to say that we lack, we know when you say yes, nobody can say no. So we have more than we need because we have you. Finally, Ephesians 3.20 says, now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us. Father, we thank you that you are able to do more than we think or even ask, that you are able to supply our needs and more, that you are able to know what we need and you give it to us graciously. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love. We thank you that you are the father of giving, the father of miracles, the father of righteousness, the father to lead us. Your word says in Matthew 18, 19, if at least two of us agree on earth about anything we ask for, it will be done by our father in heaven. So we ask you to give us abundantly. We ask you to change our mindset so that we can live an abundant mindset. We ask you to help us focus on God and remove the distractions from our lives so that we may align with your will and word. We ask all of this and we come together when we say in Jesus name, amen, 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 and amen. Thank you for tuning in today. We love you and we hope you have a blessed week. Bye.